Hey, welcome to the Crypto Kids Talk. I'm Benjamin Wong, your co-host. And I am Kamea Aloha LaFontaine, also known as the CryptoCoin Kid. And I am the uh, I'm a YouTuber, author of the Spy Network, and I am your other co-host. We're super excited for this show. Both of us are really, really, really in deep with this whole NFTs and crypto thing. Kamea has been doing crypto since, since how old were you when you started doing crypto? I started when I was about eight years old, back in 2017. Yeah, in 2017, how much how much was the price of like Bitcoin at the time? Well, Bitcoin recently was like during it was like super low. The lowest it dipped to was 3000 during the bear market, but now it's worth like 65,000. Yeah. So this guy's been in it like forever. Uh, and I'm just getting to the whole NFT thing. I love it. I'm a I'm a sports card guy, comic book guy always love those kind of things. And so I, I love that, those digital ownership. But every week, uh, me and Camille, we're going to be talking about what's new with crypto and NFTs. Also, what you guys all need to know out there, whether you're a kid who wants to get into this, kid who wants to buy their first NFT, someone who wants to make a quick buck uh, flipping Bitcoin or ETH. And we're going to do some explainers too. And also some, mm-hmm. some fun hot takes. Yeah, it's going to be super fun. I'm excited to do this. So I guess we can start off with talking a little bit about what this whole thing is, because mm-hmm. even the words we're using, crypto, NFTs, can be confusing. I was so confused about this up until like five, six weeks ago. Camille, what yeah. is the blockchain, which this whole thing is kind of based around? Well, before I start talking about the blockchain, I want to identify the actual problems that the blockchain was trying to solve. So first of all, the internet was not built to be secure. It is just, it's not secure. People get hacked all the time. And security was one of the things that blockchain tried to fix. Second was censorship. Because whenever you, solutions like that being censored, it's hard to speak freely without being censored on the internet because people just control it. They can even ban people on Twitter. It's just harder. And third would be digital scarcity and ownership is another thing that blockchain was trying to solve. And next is privacy. There Sometimes it's not pseudonymity. It's harder to be private on the internet because people always monitor your data companies always try to monitor your data that's another thing the big um not bitcoin blockchain was trying to solve and finally it was centralization and the thing about that is that not everything is bad when it's centralized but just some things can be bad when they're centralized so how blockchain actually solved security was it made more secure transaction protocol to share data and money and it's just a lot more safe there's no middlemen it's just you directly with the other person agreeing that this transaction is true that it is not false second censorship resistant your data transfers and transactions can't be blocked by a central party whenever you try to make a transaction it won't be blocked by the government or anything like that it's on the blockchain no one controls it Next is digital scarcity and ownership. Bitcoin, it's scarce. There's only like, there started off, there's only 21 million Bitcoin. No more, no less. And it essentially gets rid of the double spend problem because on the internet, people could just copy and yeah. paste something and then they would just have it. Like they would always, I'm pretty sure my parents talked to me about something like Napster, something like that. And you could literally just download any yeah. 
mp3 files yeah. on that for free and the little idea of having scarce things was like all gone and that's what blockchain solves with nfts which we'll talk later about nfts are non-fungible tokens and they only one there's only a couple of them you can't copy and paste them because it's your wallet and that verifies you own it next privacy how it actually solves it it creates a default of pseudonymity like you literally can't put your info your personal information on that you have a random wallet address you can't put any personal information on that and it's just much safer because people just don't try to monitor your data that's why sometimes when you're trying to do a transaction people always want to get the history they want to have no no know everything about you and yeah privacy was a big yeah. problem that people had and blockchain solved that and finally centralization the thing blockchain was trying to solve removes the middlemen it removes the need of that it's just you and the cryptocurrency it's just a line of code people can't interfere with it it's just that it's just a line of code that's executed to run when it starts and it reduces transaction fees controls fairness etc and that's were the problems of what the blockchain was trying to solve so it's, it's basically kind of like a a better internet that's also kind of taking away power yeah. from from the people who control like banks mm-hmm. and social media companies and then kind of just distributing that back to the people yes right? when was this when was this whole idea created well it's been actually around for a while but it's Bitcoin has been one of the most, it was the most truly ex- successful application of money on a blockchain. There has been multiple different tries, but Bitcoin was truly the first successful one. And it just was built on the thing, the Sue su- su- Dominus <laughs> creator, Satoshi Nakamoto. He made it in 2009. No one knows who he is. It could be a group of people. No one knows. And... It was the just the first successful blockchain implemented form of exchange, and that's why Bitcoin is now like it's the number one cryptocurrency out there. So, so we understand the idea of blockchain, right? It's like distributing power. Uh, it's solving all these problems that the internet once had, and that it still has today. And we hear all about these cryptocurrencies. I'm sure that's how a lot of people got involved in this is hearing about Dogecoin, Shiba Inu, Bitcoin, yeah. Ethereum. Where does that fit in to the whole blockchain? Well, as I was saying, blockchain, crypto fits into the blockchain because it's literally the thing that was built on Bitcoin. You have to agree. A bunch of nodes have to agree in order for a transaction to go through. and each crypto uses a different form. They can use it in different ways. Like Bitcoin, it was just solely used as a store of value. It's just a form of exchange. Whereas Ethereum, it was actually made to be a whole entire platform on the blockchain where people could build their own projects on it called ERC-20s. And yeah, every single cryptocurrency has a different way of using the blockchain. But those are just a few examples of how crypto uses the blockchain and how it fits into that. Okay, that makes sense. And for example, I'll, I'll compare it to like stocks and bonds, right? I'm sure we've all heard yeah. of that. When, when you buy a stock, you're buying kind of like a certificate that you own a part of the company. When you buy a Bitcoin or when you buy one ETH, 
what is that physically? Is it like a, a number? Is it a, a digital certificate that you get? What do you get when you buy something like that? Well, when you buy the Bitcoin or any cryptocurrency, it goes to your account or wallet and that is yours. No one else can interfere unless they have your wallet address. You get to choose what you can do with that. And it's not necessarily similar to the stock market as it's like owning a small part of a business. There's a limited amount of cryptocurrencies and they're all fungible. You can trade out one Bitcoin for another Bitcoin. It's the exact same thing. And that's where non-fungible tokens are different than that because there's only a couple of them and you can only trade them out. You can't just trade them out for other NFTs. But Bitcoin actually, once you buy a Bitcoin, it's in your account and you can trade that. Some people actually are starting to accept Bitcoin as actual payment. When you buy it, it's a, mm, and it just goes into your account and you can use that for what you want. You can trade it back for different cryptocurrencies. That's essentially what happens when you buy a cryptocurrency. And I, I personally, I know you're big on crypto. I, I love the whole mm-hmm. NFT part of it. Like I said, I, I have, you know, sports cards in my in my drawer. Like, and I, I've always loved Funko Pops and things like that. So NFTs are are just so cool to me. What mm-hmm. what is it about NFTs that that are making them sell for millions of dollars? <laughs> well. NFTs have always intrigued me because games like Roblox, Minecraft have always been like using digital tokens. And when I heard about NFTs being sold for like $69 million, it was just amazing to me that people can make this like JPEG or PNG online and sell it for all that money. And while people may phrase it like that, it's actually much more than that. People take value into their work and maybe it's like a Doge picture that you like and then you buy it for like, 0.01 ETH it's because whenever you buy it it gives a sense of uniqueness whenever you buy that thing because you know that you own that thing and the ability to be unique is something that many people really want and it gives them a sense of like they're they're proud oh I truly own this no one else can have it I have this thing I use my own money and I bought this and literally no one else can trade it like if you have a bitcoin Someone else can get a Bitcoin and they have the exact same thing as you. Whereas an NFT can't be traded for another NFT. Like, oh, I'll trade my CryptoPunk for like your CryptoKitty. It's not the exact same thing. And that's why people really appreciate the value. And that's why it's like millions of dollars are spent buying these NFTs because it gives a sense of uniqueness and investing in the future creators. And, And just for a lot of you out there who are getting started, uh, in this whole NFT space, th- there's going to be so much talk about things like CryptoPunks and, and VFriends. Those are just kind of like the the blue chip NFTs, kind of like yeah. how Amazon and, and Microsoft and Apple are generally good companies. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're probably not going to go out of business. Uh, same thing with yeah. VFriends and CryptoPunks and, and CryptoKitties. So a lot of people also, last, last piece of jargon that we're going to cover before we get into the news, but they talk about Web 1, Web 2, Web three. Can mm-hmm. you tell me about what's the difference between Web two and Web three? Well, the difference between Web two is it was kind of like the writable phase of the web. It was kind of like social media was Web two, whereas Web three is kind of like where the actual execution happens. It's when you can actually use that and actually make money and do all that stuff. And it's been changing over time. Like there's been like. R- Web one, where you can only read stuff. Web two is where you can 
or like speak with other people. Yeah. And then Web3 is where you can actually do things like MetaMask, Bitcoin, Tether is all Web3 stuff. Actually buying things on the internet is also Web3. And those are the main differences between Web2 and Web3. It's changing from social media to essentially the metaverse where you can do multiple different things online. I like to think of it as like Web1 was users, so me and you, consume information from mm. producers. And then Web2 was users consume information from other users. and Or yes. I guess do transactions. So users interact with information. Web2, users interact with other users. And then Web3, users interact with other users on user-controlled platforms. That's that's a pretty good way of thinking yes. about it, right? Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a really good way of thinking so, about it. So, so let's let's get into NF, uh, Web two and, and Web three, and we know Web two, the biggest guys out there, Twitter, Facebook, are kind of starting to adopt the whole blockchain, crypto, NFT mm-hmm. idea, and seeming as we're recording on the 28th or the 29th, 28th it is, Facebook today just announced that they're going to be renaming the entire company to Meta. Tell me about that. What's the significance? Well, I think that like Mark Zuckerberg, he's said before, like back in like May, like earlier 2021, he wants to create his own metaverse with the internet. And he wants to change from like just being a social media company, owning Instagram, Facebook. And he he just wants to make a parent company. Facebook's not changing his name. Instagram's not changing his name. It's going to stay the same. But he wants to build the parent company of the metaverse where he can go from and branch out to more things like Oculus, using VR, um, even Roblox is making metaverse games to play in. And he's trying to build more utility with that in the his own metaverse that he's going to be creating, possibly with his VR headsets where you can buy things online. You have your own wallet. Maybe that can be crypto. And it's honestly really awesome, in my opinion. I have the I have seen an article open about it. He said how, you know, today we're seen as a social media company. But in our DNA, we're a company that builds technology to connect people. And I I love the whole metaverse idea. It's it's kind of like, have you ever read the book Ready Player One or, or watched yeah. the movie? Yes, I've watched like, Play- Ready it's Player crazy. One. It's like, crazy. I watched that movie. I watched that movie two years ago. I read the book a year ago. And it's like, we talked about how crazy it was in class and like why... It's unbelievable how people are spending so much time here and why it's so sad that the world was so messed up that and it's it's just so interesting that now the metaverse is becoming something that's very, very feasible within the next next few years. And he talked about how his metaverse in Facebook wants to be more than just work or more than just gaming or more than just social interaction. Uh but of course, just like Facebook can do a lot of stuff, the main feature that people use it for is posting and engaging with their friends. Mm-hmm. With this new Facebook metaverse, what do you think is going to be the main use case? I think maybe inside that he could do, I don't necessarily know much. I don't know what he might do with it, but I think generally he might try to make like a whole entire digital world Maybe Facebook could be a place you could go to that digital world, maybe connect with people. There could be another place, maybe like a shop. Maybe you could get some partnerships with some companies and get their merch in there, maybe some influencers. 
there's like a lot of opportunity in that like there's different worlds instead of being in this one world it's like a whole universe the metaverse and there's a lot of opportunities that can be happening with this but i honestly think that's what might happen there's going to be digital tokens definitely i think that yeah. and that there's all going to be all is this it stuff Huh? Is it going to be a Libra, Facebook's cryptocurrency, or is it going to be something like Ether or Bitcoin? I think probably Facebook is going to choose their own crypto, their own currency inside their own digital world. But it would be really awesome if they use cryptocurrency in there. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I have a picture right now. It's super cool. It's of like Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, he in the event he created like an avatar of him that looks like so so cool. And, and it's so interesting. Yeah. Like I was telling my little sister how she's 12 uh, and how, mm-hmm. you know, by the time she gets to my age, she can literally go upstairs to her room and then go with all her friends to Disneyland or, or the metaverse equivalent of Disneyland. And like that just that's just so, mm. so amazing what, what they can do with it. Yeah. And I also read something else about how just like Facebook isn't the only social media, um, just like Chrome isn't the only browser. Do you yes. think Facebook is going to be the metaverse or do you think it's going to be a metaverse? I think that maybe Facebook might be the first metaverse, but it's definitely not going to be the only metaverse. Like people are going to keep building their own metaverses, their own communities with people. Like a really good book that I really like is called Snow Crash. And it was like it was written back in the 1980s. And it's about this digital world where you could work digital jobs and actually get paid for it. And it's really cool how they kind of like predicted this like like 40 years ago and it's actually coming into action like now. And yeah, to answer your question, no, Facebook will not be the only metaverse. There's going to be multiple other metaverses in there with their own currency, their own people, different avatars. And I'm really excited to see what these people can make. And I'm excited to be a part of my own metaverse. I don't have an exact date on when they're going to start hopefully release this thing. And by the time they release it and it becomes mainstream, chances are a lot of people listening here are going to be adults. But how would this affect, you know, the kids of the future, the kids who are who are six, seven, eight right now? How will this world where half of everything is on Facebook's meta or other metaverses, how will this affect them? I think it's definitely going to heavily affect them. Like how when we were younger, we had like digital games, whereas our parents, they had like, they didn't have all this stuff. They had like box TVs and all that stuff. It's going to be much different than how we're living now. That's something I can guarantee. Uh, Something that we do daily now is probably going to be way different in like 10, 20, 30 years to come. And I think that the future generations are going to live in this world where everything is online. People are going to work online. People are going to do all that stuff. And I have two little sisters. They're six and seven. And it affects what they think is cool. Like maybe learning how to dance was cool or something. And the things that are going to be cool in the future are going to definitely change dramatically. And people are just going to have to find out how to fit in. And the other thing that's cool about the metaverse is that people can create their whole new identity in the metaverse. Like it's like it's gonna be a lot more inclusive. It's gonna be very nice, and I'm I honestly think it's gonna heavily affect the future of all these 
the future generations, but I think it can be for the good. Do you worry that, just like in Ready Player One, a little recap for those of you who haven't watched it or read it, I think, I think that book is going to be like take off somewhat because it's like kind of predi- that, that I've, I, here's my here's my prediction here that in like five years that book's going to be going to be I don't know what to compare it to but just imagine a book that talked about internet 50 years ago it's going to mm-hmm. be it's going to be something like that um but for those of you who haven't read it it's it's a novel it's like an entertainment story yeah. and it was talking about basically how the entire world fell apart and then now everyone does everything online because the world is kind of inhospitable for most people. Do you think that, especially now when the world is kind of falling apart, where <laughs> every all, all our billionaires want to go to space, Elon Musk, you know, it's yeah. his personal mission to go to space, and basically people are doing everything they can to get off Earth, whether it's virtually or via space travel. Do you think the world's going to kind of fall apart or, or is there a future where they can coexist? I think both both are definitely possible. Like the people that are going to build the next metaverses are definitely going to be important. Like a lot of people currently don't trust Mark Zuckerberg. That's why Libra didn't really get that successful. Yeah. But the other thing is that people will eventually have to get used to that. It could, the world could definitely, it could be so extreme. It could definitely fall apart because of all of this. But yet again, it could also change the world for better with the people, their positivity, all the stuff that they could change with the world. But it's honestly, I'm, I don't know the future, but I just, I hope it's for the better. Yeah. I mean, I I can't imagine having a world where you can't go outside and, and and breathe in fresh air where you have yeah. to literally be so con- confined to like a VR headset or, or whatever. I, 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 I'm cautiously optimistic that, that there's going to be a way that we can interact with the real world virtually, whether it's, you know, AR augmented reality, uh, or, or, you know, finding ways to, to link the real world to the metaverse. Um, because yeah. I, I just can't imagine a world where we don't have this, Another thing that I found so interesting about this whole thing is is Mark Zuckerberg, right? We're talking about a guy who's yeah. an introvert. No offense to him. A little weird. A guy who people uh, labeled a lizard, uh, a robot, a cyborg, yeah. who is quite socially awkward, extremely introverted. Some people don't think he's a human. Yet, he understands human attention so much. You know, he he was the first mm-hmm. major social media platform. He was the guy who hopefully will, will pioneer a metaverse, which people spend so much time on Facebook and people will spend so much time on Meta. Yet he doesn't even is he's he isn't even the most uh, extroverted person. Why is that? Yeah. Honestly, I think some people they just. They kind of like in their own zone. They kind of like doing their own things. And I think that the idea that people are going to make the metaverse is that people, maybe it could be more in a practical way. Like maybe there's a contact lens in the future where you can just log into the metaverse. Some people just want to like escape their lives for a second and just want to play a game or something. 
And Mark Zuckerberg, I think that he had, like, he pioneered, like, the first ever successful, successful social media. And, you know, I think the idea of someone successful is changing. Like, back then, you always had to be, like, extroverted. You always had to, like, reach out to people. You had to do all that stuff to actually be successful. But now there's like YouTubers being paid millions of dollars and they literally like just make videos in their room. Yep. They just talk. They just do what they love. Yep. Or they, they even just, or people that like, like cryptocurrency, they research about cryptocurrencies, but they like don't even like, they don't even go, not, not that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they just, they're not really the most social butterflies. They don't like, make that many friends but they're the ones that are actually the creators they're the ones that are doing the stuff and honestly i'm not the most extroverted person i enjoy my own time i enjoy reading by myself i enjoy watching movies with my family and the idea of someone successful is changing that's what i'm trying to say the idea of successful people is changing it's changed from when it was 50 years ago and i'm actually happy that people you don't have to be this extrovert guy or girl who just always talks to people always reaching out to people instead you could just be at home doing research and maybe invest in cryptocurrency or start a youtube channel and i love how many new opportunities the metaverse is giving to people to make more to make money in different ways yeah i I think the world needs to be so much more accepting of Mm. like uh, of different ways of doing things you know success now isn't isn't buying uh, average house and raising a family and, you know, and, and maybe for many people, but it isn't mm-hmm. just that, right? Like now yeah. success isn't just having a mediocre job that you kind of like, you know, you don't hate. You have a house that you kind of like, you don't hate. You know, you have a, you, you spend time with friends that you kind of like, you don't hate. Like, I think like there's we need to be so much more accepting that success is is mm. can be anything and life can be anything exactly. and and being different is is a great thing now. Let's talk about uh, another big social media titan that is trying to get into this whole crypto thing, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of things to integrate Twitter with cryptocurrency. They, they have a new collections tab and for everyone out there who has a Twitter and you see all these celebrities and people with like an ape as their profile picture uh those are called yeah. profile picture nfts by the way and, and mm, so yeah. twitter is doing a lot to like make sure that those people actually own the nfts and also a collections tab so that you can see all of Camille's nfts um and, and you can see yeah. all of my nfts and and that can be like a thing that you display to the world right and then they're also planning to use bitcoin uh to do commerce so they're planning on making it so that just like you can only use the U.S. dollar at at Sprouts, you can only use Bitcoin on Twitter, or or at least make it you know an option. Um, mm. Do you think that companies like Twitter, maybe not, I don't know if Instagram is the right right person for this because of Facebook, but do you think companies like Twitter, TikTok, um, what else, Vine, if it's still around, do you think they can really find a way to successfully integrate with? blockchain or are we going to see a, a replacement where the metaverse and blockchain is going to replace the role of social media companies completely 
that's a very interesting thing to think about, actually, because I think that people are still going to use social media in the years to come, maybe like the next 5, 10, 20 years, possibly. But I think that the faster people integrate crypto and blockchain metaverse into their company, the better it will grow. Like Facebook already has like spaces, kind of like Clubhouse to talk with, socialize. And they have, you can tip people with Bitcoin on Twitter. And I think that Twitter is doing a, a nice job at integrating blockchain and crypto into it. But I think that other, maybe other companies, like maybe TikTok could do something where you can get like paid in crypto if you choose. But I think that the faster some companies adapt to the fast changing world, I think the better it is for the world to come. And potentially, yeah, it's definitely possible that social media would get replaced by the metaverse, like VR, maybe contact lenses. But that's if it would be like, a pretty long time for it to be replaced, like maybe 10, 15 years. And other thing is the idea of owning your digital labor. Like maybe you could like work for an hour in the metaverse and then you can get paid for it. That's not something most things have these days. Like there's a lot of crypto, like there's a couple of crypto things where you can actually mine crypto in a game, but it's not really in a mainstream social medias and it would be really cool once the metaverse once facebook movie does their thing it would be absolutely amazing if you could do something for an hour in facebook and you actually get like yeah tipped in some sort of cryptocurrency it would be amazing i i i still think social media is i, I don't know if you saw that it's like a, a bloomberg thing that talked about how uh, millennials are starting to get bored with facebook in addition to gen z yeah uh i think it's interesting I mean, I even could tell myself, I'm sure you might have experienced a little bit of boredom with social media um, or yeah. that toxic toxicity, if that's a word. Yeah. Just in, uh, a bunch of new news literally came in in the past, like, three minutes. Uh, Disney <laughs> has partnered with Vive to launch their own series of NFTs. Uh, Vive, as you know, or as you may know, has already done stuff with Marvel, uh, like, they have, like yeah. comic book covers. I think the stuff they do is a little more premium, like like thousand dollar, ten thousand uh, dollar moments. Yeah. It's going to be like this annual Disney Plus day, and they have like golden moments with with characters and videos and digital golden statues uh, from Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, all that good stuff. Uh, and then also you get three months of Disney Plus free with Eve. And another wow. thing, McDonald's is now coming out with the McRib NFT. Uh, so they're bringing back them. I feel like this all sounds like an ad, but it's not. I promise. <laughs> McDonald's is bringing back the McRib, and they're creating a McRib NFT that's giving out to select fans. And then a third thing, Beeple. Uh, Beeple is this huge <laughs> NFT artist. He's been doing this for like 13 years. He he just auctioned off his one of his NFTs for like 69 million dollars. He is preparing to auction off a. Uh, his physical statue but and you know in addition to all of this i'm sure you might have heard of Mattle, which is creating their nft car garage where you can like collect physical nfts of uh of hot wheels and you know they even give you uh, uh, they ship you a hot wheel of certain rarities what do you make of, wow. of all this all these new brands that are entering the nft space I honestly, 
I love it. I haven't heard of the McDonald's or Disney thing yet, but that's so awesome that all these things, like even Gary V was like, he was doing V Friends a couple, even months before Disney even started doing NFTs. Gary V was trying to build his own Disney universe and Disney is just starting to catch on to this new trend. Yeah. And that McRib thing is awesome. And I totally support companies making NFTs to just so show who the fans are. If they really love the brand, the like Disney Plus for free for three months. I love that. And I just, I'm so excited for multiple other brands to start making things. Like maybe even Warcraft or Minecraft could do something like that. Fortnite, Roblox yeah. can make their own NFTs. It's just more and more stuff is going to come and it's just happening so fast and I'm just so excited. Uh, but I got I got a um, question for you, Ben. What do you yeah. think, how, what do you think NFTs are going to change your life? Like, how do you think it's going to change your life? Will it change it dramatically? Will it change it not that much? Will it just be like a, another baseball card? What will it be like? In terms of like professional career and me as an entrepreneur i think it's gonna like revolutionize my life i i love the nft for what it is the nft crypto space but also because it kind of feels like you know you hear about the og internet guys or girls right you hear about the og internet people who are like the, the people who are in the first few months of the internet which which you know of course changed the world and it kind of feels so cool because obviously i wasn't born you weren't born when the, when the internet was created <laughs> but it's like now we are the Gary V's of, of the internet, right? And like, exactly, we're seeing, we're seeing this happening right before our eyes. Literally, I, I'm not even lying. As we started this, I had I had no news about Disney or McDonald's. As we were talking, uh, I had my computer open, and this literally just came in. Like, wow, NFTs are are changing the world by so much happening before our eyes. All the experts said that NFTs are going to become mainstream in, you know, three, five years. Literally, they're happening right now. Every aspect of our lives from how we get into events to how we buy sports cards, uh, Candy Digital, NBA Top Shot, the NFL video thing, Disney with their with their thing, uh, DC with their comic book NFTs. Oh, uh, Twitter, Facebook, like, like, come here. NFTs are, are changing everything, and it's it's just amazing. And that's why the show is so important because everyone listening out there, kids, we are going to be the ones who are going to be the pioneers and the users of this whole space. And I, I just, I'm in love with it. Exactly. And we all, we, me, you, and Ben, me and you, Ben, we want to educate the future generations so they're just prepared for this because it's happening so fast. And the thing about NFTs is that everyone yeah. has their special place with the NFTs in the metaverse. Exactly. Everyone has something special to share. So maybe it's like some sort of song that you wrote. So maybe it's a maybe it's a painting that you made. Or maybe it's a piece of art that you made from a sculpture. Everyone has their own special thing to share, to contribute to the metaverse. And I think the metaverse definitely is going to be a lot more inclusive because you can make the, your own digital ad- avatar and people can't like yeah. they can't judge you for how you look or what you are. You they are gonna see your digital person, and they can you can build up your whole reputation online, and it's gonna be a lot more inclusive, a lot less judging, and 
whatever you are, if even if you're handicapped, you can do whatever you want in the metaverse because it's it's unlimited possibilities and more people are going to be included, more people are going to be less discriminated yeah. and it's going to be a lot of good for the world NFTs is going to make. I love it. And that's another thing that you talked about, like how how with NFTs, there's there's so much so little judging and like the communities that are being built here and the community as a whole of NFTs is so positive. Um, I'm sure yeah. you're probably in some discords. I, I, you know, I'm in a couple of discords like VFriends um, mm-hmm. and a few more other 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 important discords like it, the community is just so so loving and so positive and so so passionate about it like and, and just no judging like where social media still has a problem about how social media is a lot of judging like nft the yes. whole energy space is is there's going to be judging judging is human nature but it's a lot more positive like like positive judging like i can say camille what you own a crypto punk or, or you own a befriend um and there's not going to yeah. be so much Oh, you own a you own a board ape like like it's just so so much more positive. <laughs> um, let's talk about. There's so many NFT projects out there. There's you know go to rarity.io or rarity.tools and you can see a bunch of projects coming up, and there's so 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 many of these projects, and surely not every one of these can be the next Amazon and eBay's. Do you think the majority of these projects? will fail yes that's definitely i think if you have a good message yeah you have an opportunity but i think quite a few are definitely might not be the most successful but the thing that's important is that a lot of people are trying that's the most important thing in my opinion that you're trying to make your own nfts we've made our own nfts for the spy network we minted a couple nfts in our um accounts and the main thing that I want to encourage is just try to make an NFT, even if it's a flop, even if it doesn't work, just make an NFT because yeah. it's just, you're so right. The I've been in some crypto chats and they're just so supportive. They're all so nice and they all just, they aren't judgy. Like sometimes Twitter can be super judgy, but all these, like, like what you're saying, you're in some Discord chats, they're just so passionate about their space that they just they're so including with everyone and it's so hard not to be part of such an amazing community and crypto is something i like to say is that it's like a better version of tribalism and they have their own little tribe they have their own group of people that they're these are like their friends and there's like many influencers in those little tribes there's many people that you know like oh yeah i know that guy he's in this chat or something and it's just that's the fun thing about crypto is it's just so fun sometimes. Yeah, it's so it's so I, I can't even put it into words how how fun this whole thing is. I, I I'm a huge person who loves performance. Um like like when or presentation is a better word. Like even if I'm serving waffles and making it look so super nice, you know, putting some blueberries <laughs> and like this whole NFT thing is is so much about that too. And I, I'm just I love this thing. Um now let's get into some hot takes to end this thing off. So there are a ton of happenings with NFTs and cryptocurrency. I wish we'd done this two weeks ago when I was super passionate about uh, Matic. Believe me or not, everyone yeah. says these type of things. I, I was so close to buying a Matic token uh, about yeah. two weeks ago because I'm working on on an NFT type thing and 
and Polygon is so much better than ETH right now because of gas fees mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So I was so close because I put in uh, like $400 into a Coinbase account to buy ETH at $2,700. Uh, 20, yeah, 20, it was 2800 The order is still there. It was placed. The price was 2830 I wanted it to go down to 2800 Unfortunately, um, it never went down. It went to like twenty eight twelve, and now it's like four thousand. <laughs> um, but believe me or not, uh, I wish we had this earlier because I was calling Matic, you know, two weeks ago because I, I love the technology. Only reason why I didn't like buying it was because of long term outlook with E two. Um, but let's do some hot takes. So, do you think uh, Shiba Inu, the the new the new thing that's up twelve hundred percent in the past week? Yeah. You think that's here to last or or is gonna have have its moment and then die down like Doge? Uh one thing I would like to say is kind of be careful with Shiba because I just remember I'm not a financial advisor, I'm just a kid. And don't buy it now. Don't buy the top. Right now is the top of the bull market. It's like super bullish right now. Don't buy it right now. One really good analogy I like to say is by Benjamin Graham who is the, was actually the mentor to Warren Buffett, and he describes it as Mr. Market. Yep. And Mr. Market, Value first of all, he's very, yeah, he's very emotional. Wait, I have the, I actually have the book right here, The Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham. And, and the thing about it is he's super emotional. In the stock market, sometimes he's super depressed and he makes something go super down, yeah. or he's super happy and he just makes something go up. In the crypto market, he's kind of like crazy. Like he's super crazy. When he sees something, he's like, "Woo, that's awesome!" He's like so crazy, and he just makes it go up. Yeah. But the thing about Mr. Market is that he is not there to tell you what to do. He's there to serve you, and that's something you have to keep in mind. And remember that if you don't buy today, he'll always be back. He'll could be back with a different price. He'll be back with something else to tell yeah. you about. Another thing is. Another good analogy is it's not about timing the market. It's about time in the market. So if you're trying to get into Shiba to make a quick buck, be careful because Warren Buffett's strategy is he makes one trade like every year or like two, every two years. And then he just holds it for a super long time. Yeah. The long and term. that's, yeah, long term. He thinks about the long term, not the short term. That's why being a trader sometimes unhealthy because you just look at charts all day long, all night, just waiting for the perfect dip then you get in and then yeah. you make a quick buck and then you change it and then you buy another crypto it's an infinite loop but when you just hold it when you hodl it's just it's a lot more because you just do nothing <laughs> you just leave it in that account and check up on it maybe in like a couple months years and that's something yeah. i would just like to give about shiba i just think shiba is kind of like a super super fast dogecoin like a super pumped dogecoin and one of the big things that I would like to point out is that Shiba has a million tweets and it's trending. It's been trending for like the past week or two. It has like a million tweets all about Shiba. That's like the most I've seen in a while. Yeah. And that's why I would like to say, if you're thinking about buying and it's going to go to the moon, be super careful because right now it could be the start of the bear market. Everything looks super nice right now. Be careful. That's what I'd like to say. Do your research and remember, I'm not a financial advisor. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, I there's, I, I always like flipping stuff, like like quick flips, but mm-hmm. just it's really stressful and also super risky. Uh, but like long term, yeah. 
even if you have to pay fees, even if the price is, is $10 more than you want to pay, if you really are invested in the long-term prospect of it, going from buying an ETH at $3,500 versus $3,550 makes really no difference if the price is $10,000 in a year. Yeah. And by the way, just as we're talking about this, uh, guess what's trending on Twitter? Uh, I don't know. Maybe you can tell me, Ben. Ready Player One is trending on Twitter. 5,000 tweets in the last hour. Um, wow. And everyone's talking about Zuck. <laughs> uh, next hot take. <laughs> All right. So um, mm-hmm. there are a ton of like sports cards, NBA Top Shot, the new NFL thing, uh, the MLB cards. There's there's Mattel with the Hot Wheels, NFTs, the Disney mm-hmm. NFTs, uh, the, whole, the whole thing with that. Are, are those companies doing everything right with nfts like are they making a mistake jumping into it so quick when there's not too much utility Uh, or are people going to treat these like they treat sports cards as as just a collectible so i'm into nba top shots because i'm a huge fan of michael jordan he's just so awesome he's the goat and the thing about disney is that they're a billion dollar brand and even if they're doing it wrong, maybe they're going yeah. too early. Maybe they're doing everything wrong. Trust me, they're going to figure it out. Disney is going to figure this out because they yeah. have been known in the past to figure it out. And that's something I would just like to give to the listeners. Uh, if you ever heard telling them, just they'll figure it out no matter. Maybe it can take them a year, months, days. They are going to figure out this NFT thing and they're going to they're gonna do it right and make sure to bet on strong brands and disney is one of the biggest brands i i hear a lot and i I believe in this in that with nfts it's all about the people slash slash the brands um like how Mm -hmm. if you want to know how how an athlete's gonna do you know kobe bryant i i a lot of his stuff pops up on my phone and how he wasn't the, the best basketball player in ninth and tenth grade it was only because he he woke up every day at 4 a.m. And, yeah. and practiced for like five hours a day that he became super good. And so even though he wasn't statistically good, he had had that that chip on his shoulder. Um, and and I hear a ton about why NFTs is is betting on the people, even if the art doesn't look amazing. If the person is your little sister or your nephew, you're gonna buy it, even if the project is doing bad right now if the person behind it is gary v chances are you might buy it if you know who that is so do yeah. you think that that this whole nft space in crypto is going to be based on the people behind it yeah i definitely think it's going to definitely be behind the people that are actually developing it like I like this th- analogy that I have. It's where you may have some talent, but if you aren't a hard worker as well with that talent, you aren't going to get far. Like you have to put in the work and anyone with natural talent will always be beaten by the hard worker. Like that Kobe Bryant that wakes up every day at like 4 a.m. that works all the time. Yeah. You'll always be beaten. Like you can only rely on talent for so long. Eventually you're going to have to put in the work. And I bet those brands that have that have all the hard work, they're always working all the time, they wake up early, 
and they always are working on their project, they are definitely going to get ahead than the ones that maybe are like, oh, they just went up. Luckily, that might be just luck and they might just go down. Maybe the thing isn't a good idea. Like Ethereum even, it's went through many hard times where it was called a scam, all that stuff. But Vitalik and the team, they always were just working on it and they were just very hard workers. And now it's the second biggest cryptocurrency with a giant market cap. So that's what I just like to say, bet on the jockey, not the horse. Our last our last hot take here is with Apple. Uh, Apple and a lot of Microsoft even, those companies aren't doing a ton with metaverse. Apple doesn't believe in the metaverse. Mm-hmm. In fact, Tim Cook talked about how he believes in AR a lot more than he does VR the metaverse mm. do you think and, and I, I guess it's more of a question of when uh, i think they will get involved at some point when will we see a glimmer of nft crypto optimism from the big guys i think they are going to apple is gonna apple i bet apple thinks that they can block people out of their little world but the thing about that is they're going to eventually have to do this because they're the billion dollar brands. They're like the big guys and they're always skeptical at first, but I bet they're going to have to eventually, they're definitely confirmed hundred percent. They're going to have to get into the metaverse because that is the future of the internet. In my opinion, the metaverse is the future. That's just what I have to say. Metaverse is the future and they're going to have to get into the metaverse eventually and the other thing is that if they don't get in they're gonna just lose then because facebook it's doing a really good decision getting into the metaverse early like there was even news reports back in like may about facebook thinking about the metaverse and now they're actually taking action they now have a parent brand of facebook and instagram called meta they turn those words into action and that's why I just like to say they're eventually going to have to get in. Metaverse is the future. These digital currencies, crypto is the future. It is. And Metaverse is just the next stage of that, the blockchain, all that stuff. And that's just my hot take on this. All right, let's try something also one more time. Uh, let's each come up with a prediction for the next either week, two weeks, Ooh, or okay. up to a month. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll start first. My my prediction is that within within two, I would hope uh, maybe three or four. I think before before December, uh, worst case scenario, before the end of the year, we're gonna see a big Gen Z figure like Olivia Rodrigo, like Charlie D'Amelio. My prediction is that before November ish. Uh, December-ish, at most before December, we're going to see a big Gen Z figure release an NFT project, and then everyone's just going to swarm up on creating MetaMask, opening up OpenSeas. I I think it'll go from, we're we're here, it's the calm before, it's not calm right now at all, but it's the relative (laughs) calm before the storm. Like, we're we're already going like this, it's just going to go like horizontal, um, or, or vertical almost. Yeah. That is, I totally agree with that. I think it might even happen sooner. Like someone like <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo or even like 
those TikTokers, they are definitely going to release an NFT. Even Shaquille O'Neal, all those big people, they're even releasing oh, their own NFTs. And it's only a matter of time until they have to catch on. And yeah, I totally agree with that. That's definitely going to happen. But only time can tell. And I'm excited to see what's going to happen. What's your happen. prediction? It doesn't have to be NFTs. It could be, okay. it could be cryptos. Let's see. Crypto or NFTs. Hmm. Uh, once that happens, I bet it will, once people like those big singers or something were, are going to make those NFTs, I think that's going to signal the top of the bull market, in my opinion. And a bunch of music is probably going to come out, NFTs, all that stuff. But when that happens, it's probably going to be the peak of the bull market. And then you know what is next to come. Uh, so that's what my prediction is. It's going to be the peak of the bull market. Everything's going to be looking good. But then it's going to probably tank a healthy amount. That's just my prediction when that happens. So, so are the kids who, you know, people like my sister, people, 90% of, of teens out there, uh, who who mm-hmm. love these people and are gonna buy these NFTs? Are they all gonna get burned out by this when, when they're buying into all this hype and then watch everything kind of just fall? Well, the thing about it is like markets they love to dump on newcomers, and the one thing that I'd like to say is don't lose hope when there's when it's all bloody when it's all red when everything when everyone's losing hope. There's something that I really love to look at is the Wall Street cheat sheet. And the thing about that is when you look at that, you see how people are so excited. They're like, I'm a genius. We're all going to be rich. And then they, it's about timing the market, not timing the market. That's the main <laughs> thing that I would like to say. Once it's at the peak, just wait for it to fall because eventually it has to come back within the next bull market, which might be in the next month, like a year, three years, like the bear market for Bitcoin was like two years. So it's just a matter of time in the market, not timing the market because it's super hard timing the market. Like it's honestly like a bunch of all-nighters to time the market. But when it dips, when it's all bloody, that is when the time is to buy. Because then you know that people are going to be doubtful, but then that's when you make some profits. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. You can touch it up. Wall Street cheat sheet. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of funny, um, and very true. So, I want to also make sure that we're getting everyone out there slowly and slowly yeah. ready by taking baby steps. Uh, so let's take baby steps with everyone listening. Kimia, uh, by mm-hmm. by the end of the year, we want everyone here to be knowledgeable and ready to get into NFTs. What's the first exactly. thing you should do right after, or even while they're listening uh, to this podcast? What should they do right after? What's the first easy baby steps? I think some easy baby steps is just check out make just check out some of my videos, learn more about crypto, get a pretty nice depth of understanding, and then do some research. Maybe look into some NFT projects. Get get make sure to read. There's a bunch of good books about crypto, all that stuff. They're timeless and just do your research and make sure to do a lot of research because it takes a long time. Like it took me a lot of time to actually get ready and to learn about all this stuff. It takes so many times and make sure to think about these projects 
And if you if you're watching this video and you have questions and you can't find anything good online, you can always ask us questions. And that is just some advice that I would give to you listeners right to do right after this. This was amazing. I hope you all learned something from this episode. If you would like to ask us any questions, uh, if you need some help with anything, feel free to DM us. Uh, it's Crypto Coin Kid for Kamiya or Official Benjamin Wong, Official Kid CEO for me. And just feel free to DM us and we'll be sure to include it in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Kamiya, any last words? Thank you all for listening. Make sure to tune in for next week's episode. This podcast is intended to provide general information and opinions. Please refer to your own research and discretion when making important financial decisions.